1: Hi, welcome to the Strong by Design podcast show. I'm your host for today, Tanya Fines, and joining me is a very special guest, and in my opinion, well, celebrity to me, Udo Erasmus. I hope I said that correctly. Perfectly. Perfectly. Great. Um, so Udo is going to be joining us today, and for those of you that don't know, which I would be very shocked if none of you haven't at least even heard about Udo's oil, he is the man behind Udo's oil that I have been using for over 20 years now. So that's how long I've been using it. Um, and so to be able to have you on the show today um, to talk about health and wellness and all that
2: is just such an
1: honor. So welcome to the
2: show, Udo. Yeah, yeah, it's like a family reunion, right? It is, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me on. It's e-
1: Excellent. So you have a very, I mean, you've got You've been in the industry for such a long time, and you have such an impressive background and bio and your experience. Um, tell us, because they don't want to hear from me, but tell us how you got how you started with Udo's Oil mm-hmm. and what got you into all of this. Because you're not just you're not just the man well, behind Udo's Oil anymore. You've got the, you know we're going to talk about your Total Sexy Health and all of this. So, yeah. but tell us about your start.
2: Okay, so I'll I'll talk about the the, the oil story first, but the okay. for the total sexy health there's a there's an, a, another backstory. Okay. Okay. So I got married and we had three kids, and my marriage broke up, and I was super upset. And I had a gardening job, and I had gotten a pesticide applicator's license as part of that job. So I had the license, and because I, and I, I was really upset. I wanted to kill something, hmm. so I took a full time job as a pesticide sprayer. And I was super careless because I was really upset. Yeah. And I literally walked through the, the over the lawns that I had sprayed with pesticides till the skin f- peeled off my feet. Then I wore mm-hmm. rubber boots, but it was a summer job, so I did it in a bathing suit. Because you, maybe you can't tell no, but I, I I'm fairly blonde. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I'm not gray, I'm blonde, and mm. I always liked to have a tan, so there was a certain amount of vanity involved in it. Okay. And of course, if you're discontent, then whatever you have, you want something else. So I always wanted to have brown eyes, and dark skin, and black hair, and I had mouse brown hair, and blue eyes, and light skin, so mm-hmm. I liked to get the tan. So I, And I had a tractor with a big tank of pesticides, and the wind would spray the... the, the pesticides on my back when I was spraying them, and people said to me, aren't you worried you're going to get poisoned? I would say, nah, I'm immune. Uh, We call that testosterone poison, happens to (laughs) young men Mm -hmm. until they have their first disaster. This was not my first disaster, but it was my first totally homemade, self-made learning experience inducing. Okay disaster that I did myself. So three years later, I got poisoned by pesticides, went to the doctor, said, what do you have for pesticide poisoning? She said nothing. And at that point it became really clear that Mm -hmm. health was my responsibility. I was never like a real junk food kind of person. We ate very simply at home. Mm -hmm. Um, and I ate lots of raw, you know, I'd take a raw cabbage for lunch because, I, I was not a cook and I didn't want to cook. And I always thought I had more important things to do with apologies, (laughs) of course, to the chefs that do amazing things with food. But, and so, uh, so I basically decided, well, if you're sick, I knew that, you know, every year, 98% of the atoms in your body are removed and replaced. So your body is always a major construction site so I realized because I had gotten poisoned that what I needed to do is raise my standard for nutrition because the body's made out of food. Of course, it's also made out of water and air. So, but I was just thinking about food at that point. So I need to raise my standards. And so I went into the research because I had background in science, good background, and uh, looked at everything nutrition and health, nutrition and disease. And there were like 300,000 research studies. I didn't read them all, but I read all the important ones. And got stuck on fats because fats were contradictory and confusing. For instance, they told me, this one drove me crazy. It was like they say, omega-6 is an essential nutrient. And that means you got to have it to live and be healthy. You have to bring it in from outside because you can't make it in your body from anything else. And if you don't get enough, your health goes down. And you get deficiency symptoms that get worse with time. And if you don't get enough long enough, you die. So, this is like the really important essential building blocks for body construction. If you bring them back while you're going down, then all the problems that come from not getting enough are reversed because life knows how to make a body that works, provided we take responsibility here where our mouth is that all of the building blocks that life needs for body construction land in the body. Then it can do its job. And so I knew that. And then it turned out that omega-3s were established as an essential nutrient the year after I got poisoned. So I was, the timing was perfect. It wasn't my timing. I mean, you know, it was perfect. But going back to omega-6s for a second, they're, they're essential, said the research. And that was known in 1929. But they also give you cancer and kill you. And I just went, huh? Wait a minute. You're getting some. You're putting something in your body that is essential for your health, and then it gives you cancer and kills you. That is so contradiction. It drove me crazy. And in trying to find out how to resolve it and digging into the research, where I ended up is looking at how oils are made and found out that the oils that we usually use, the colorless, odorless, tasteless oils that you get in plastic bottles sitting on the shelf, mm. are treated with sodium hydroxide or Drano. Yes. Then they're treated with phosphoric acid, which is called window washing acid. It's used to degrease windows. Then they're bleached with bleaching clays, which turns them rancid. And then they get heated to frying temperature to clean them up in a process called deodorization, because you mm-hmm. want to get rid of the rancid smell. Right. And when that's done, you have a, an oil that is colorless, odorless, tasteless. You can't tell where it's from, what, what nut or seed it came from, because all the flavors are gone. Right. And it's a half to 1% damaged. And that doesn't sound like much until you count the molecules. And I actually called the Oil Chemist Society. I asked them, why do you do this when you know it does damage? He said, well, one of the reasons we do it is because we can get half of the pesticides out of the oil by doing that. And I'm thinking I got poisoned by pesticides. I'm thinking, what do you mean? The other 50% <laughs> stay in? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't
1: even,
2: I didn't even know there were pesticides in oil at that point. And so I said, well, why don't you start with organically grown seeds? And then there was this long silence on the other end of the phone. I, I don't know if he'd never thought of it or he didn't have an answer or, or whatever, and I waited. And when he got back to me, he was really angry says, I don't know what your problem is. The oil is 99% good. It's only 1% damaged. And if you got 99% on an exam, you'd be damn happy, wouldn't you? So I used to get 100% on on the exams in the courses that are really liked, genetics and and uh, and even my pesticide sprayer license. I got 99.5% on that exam. So I wasn't as impressed, but I, then I thought, well, maybe I'm overreacting. So let me How do you, how, what do you do when, when you don't know? Do the math. So I said, okay, in one tablespoon of an oil treated with Draino window washing, bleached and heated to frying temperature, and 1% damaged by that processing, how many molecules would be in that tablespoon? Take a guess.
1: Gosh, I don't even know.
2: (laughs) I know. Nobody knows. I had no idea. But just take a guess. A million. <laughs> okay, so you say a million. Okay. okay, so your number that you guessed. Yes. Is more than a trillion times lower than the actual number. Wow. There's actually sixty quintillion damaged molecules in one tablespoon of oil that is one percent damaged. That's more than a million. Yeah. That's more than a million damaged molecules for every one of your body's 60 trillion cells. So your, so your estimate was 60 trillion times too low. So then I say to people, well, if, knowing that, if you went on an airplane to go home for the holidays or whatever, and before you got on the plane, somebody who always told the truth told you that your chance of crashing and dying on that flight was 60 trillion times higher than you thought it was. (laughs) I would get on the plane. (laughs) you get on the plane?
0: No, in Ireland, I
2: told them I would canoe back to Canada.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: in Canada, right? And and, uh, because my chances wouldn't be good, but 60 trillion times, holy smokes. And then, but the question then is, is knowing that and recognizing how much we underestimate, the the damaged molecules we get from those oils. Is that reason to rethink your using those oils? Mm. And when I figured that out, I said, you know what? I can't get, I got poisoned by pesticide. I can't get healthy with oils that have that much damage in them. They should be made with health in mind. And so I developed a method for making oils with health in mind because they're, they're, they're the most sensitive of our nutrients they need the most care. We give them the least care. We throw them in the frying pan and and turn them into smoke, right? And you know when you turn oil into smoke, you you're doing damage to it. So we um, they're damaged by light, by oxygen, and by heat. In the frying pan, they get all three of those at the same time. So said, okay, we need to make a a press that um, or a process that protects the oil. From light, oxygen, and heat, from the time it's packaged in the seed, which is pretty good packaging, nature's packaging, is very good. They've seen, they've done flax seeds. They were 5,000 years old. They found them in caves in Switzerland. I read about that, yes. And they planted them and they grew. Yeah. So that packaging kept the seed alive for 5,000 years. Yeah. Nature's packaging is very good. Yeah. So then we're going to press it, and we're going to filter it, And we're going to settle it, and then we're going to fill it into a bottle. Through the whole process, you have to make it so tight that no light, no oxygen, and no high temperature can damage the oil during that time. Then you put them in glass bottles because plastic leaches into oil, and plastic, when it gets into the body, gives you low-grade chronic inflammation and also is associated with increased cancer. So you... You don't, want to, you don't want to package the oils in plastic. You put them in, in glass. And so we did that, and then we started with flaxseed oil because omega-3 was just established as essential. And it is five times more sensitive than the omega-6 oils. so you could expect 5% damage in the flax oil if it was made the way industry makes oils. And so we said, okay, we got this method to make oils with health in mind. If the if we can make flax by that method, then any other oil we'd ever make would be a piece of cake and the other thing was that we also find out found out omega three is essential nineteen eighty one that was established we knew it about omega six in nineteen twenty nine uh, every cell needs both essential fatty acids so they need to be in the right ratio to each other too and um of the population does not get enough omega-3 for optimum health. So you say, man, there must be, if every cell needs them and 99, almost everybody isn't getting enough, there must be things that will improve if we bring them back. And so I got so excited. I mean, I got so excited. Oh my God. It's like I found a purpose for my life. I could help (laughs) so many people. If we could make oils with health in mind and bring the missing omega-3s back, we could help so many people. Right. And that was the driver for, for, for that project. And wow. We then then we, in 1988, we did, a, we did a, uh, um, a tour of the United States, went to 35 states, 17,000 miles, 85 cities in 101 days, in the wow. hottest months of the year without air conditioning in our van. <laughs> oh, gosh. And we had our, our clothes on a broomstick inside the double doors. Yes. And every two or three days, whenever we got really hot and sticky, we would walk into a Marriott hotel like we owned it, and we would go to where the, the showers were and the, the workout places. And the, mm-hmm. if they had a pool, we'd go for a swim in the pool. Then we'd have a shower, we'd wash our clothes in the shower, wring them out, and then we'd get piled back into the van and, right. and keep going.
1: And Udo's oil was born. That is so.
2: Flax oil was born. So that was the first oil.
1: Okay, right. Then
2: I became omega 6 deficient on flax oil because it has so much omega 3 and so little omega 6. Okay. I I got dry eyes, skipped heartbeats, arthritis like pain in finger joints, and thin, papery skin. Classic omega 6 deficiency symptoms. That's me. (laughs) which, Which I fixed by using sunflower seeds.
1: Okay, yes. Because
2: they have a lot of omega-6 and and no omega-3. And the reason for it is that if you get the ratio between omega-3 and 6 right, and they're not damaged, and they're not toxic, together they form a barrier in the skin against the loss of moisture, and your skin becomes soft, smooth, and velvety. If your skin is dry, you need more oil. But you need more of the right kind of oil. People became… People… People's skin got really nice when they started taking flax oil. And then after a while, it, it it fell apart again. Why? Because first they had omega-6s, but no omega-3. Then they took flax oil, brought the threes back with the sixes. Then their skin became nice. Then they became omega-6 deficient. And then their skin fell apart again. So first they had too much six and not enough three. Then they had both. Then they had too much three, not enough six. Either way, your skin will fall apart. And so basically what I did is I just I just fixed the ratio, but that was one of the reasons for making the blend. Because you need to get the ratio right. And also that way you're getting omega sixes made with health in mind. Because the omega sixes most people use are not made with health in mind and have a thousand damaged molecules for every cell in the body. So that's basically, you know, and 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 then I've been now to forty countries. I've done like thousands of talks and and thousands of interviews, and all and most of them on the topic of health of of uh, how oils affect health and why it is so important that oils are made with health in mind and not used for frying.
1: Well, and I'm so glad that like everything that you said in that because I think you know at uh, for a while like uh, I mean remember back in the. Um, like 80s when everything had to be like fat free and people were scared of fats and wouldn't eat yeah. fats. And every, you know, it, we stripped fats out of everything which created a, a yeah. horrible, uh, you know, rebound kind of yeah. um, effect. And then then all of a sudden, you know, with education, people became more fat friendly. They realized that the, you know, fats were good for us. Fats didn't make us yeah. fat, but they oh, yeah. our brains needed them. Our heart needed, like
0: yeah.
1: everything needed it to function. And then, so people got on board um, and I think still it's still you know, a work in progress. People are more on board with it, but without knowing where that oil, like how that oil has been made, yeah, all of your good intentions right. might not be giving and, the results they should be.
2: Right, and the problems that we blamed on omega-6s for you know, being essential but causing cancer and killing you yeah. was because of the damage done by processing, both by industry and in restaurants
1: mm-hmm. and at
2: home when you use protein and stuff.
1: Right? So then would but, you but say in
2: none of those research, do they talk about the damage done by processing to yeah. these very essential oils? Nobody does that.
1: No. They just it's talk we me need oil. And screaming. <laughs> yeah, no, they just say what we what we've been taught is that, you know, we need oil, we need to include like the oils and the fats, right. but again, nobody's telling us, Okay, well which ones and right. how do we use them? right um for optimal health so would you right. say because you have quite a few like the udo's line is has got more than just one oil Yeah. would you say the udo's blend is like that's the premium like what what's your for anybody listening that's let's say they've never heard of the brand and they're like okay yeah I'm, i need to start taking oil daily where do i start
2: okay i would i would send them to uh, a website udo'schoice.com Mm-hmm. If you buy the oil there, then, uh, I make three thir- 30, I don't know. I don't what I, I don't know what I make yep. a very small amount. is like 2% yeah. or something.
1: Yeah.
2: And that helps because my education is for free. So, um, mm-hmm. so, but fundamentally what you need to do, omega-3 and omega-6 are both essential, right. both are sensitive to light oxygen, heat damage. Both need to be made with health in mind. And omega three is lacking in almost everybody's diet, and omega sixes need to be exchanged for omega sixes made with health in mind. Right. That's what we try to do with the blend. Yeah. And it's in glass, and you yes. find it in the fridge.
1: Yes, you keep it in the fridge. And it's, and,
2: and that it's refrigerated at the factory, in the stores, mm-hmm. the natural food stores. Um, you can get it on Amazon. Um, but mm-hmm. it, but Um, When you get it home, you refrigerate it, you add it to foods after they come off the heat, you do not use it for frying. Because what we're doing is we're using essential nutrients that are very easily damaged, and you want to keep them undamaged.
1: Yeah, it's not something you cook
2: with. Yeah, you can put it in hot soup and you could put it on steamed vegetables, do not use it in the frying pan, don't use it for cooking.
1: Yeah purely for the purpose of consuming it, but not for cooking with. So on that topic, oh, go ahead. Yeah,
2: Yeah. and if you have a frying pan at home, go get it, turn it upside down, hit yourself on the head with it really hard, so it's associated (laughs) with pain, because frying is the dumbest, most health-destructive thing we have ever invented to do with food. Worse Mm -hmm. than white sugar, worse than anything else that we've ever done. And in nature, of course, this mandate was fresh, whole, raw, organic for every creature that eats food. That's Mm -hmm. nature's standard for optimum health.
0: Our team would like to thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. And if you're enjoying today's show, please share this episode with at least one friend or family member who will benefit from this message. And please subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Go to strongbydesignpodcast.com. dot com. That's strongbydesignpodcast.com. dot com. Let's get back to the show.
1: On the topic of like cooking with, or you know, like maybe using heat with oil um, mm-hmm. in food preparation. What do you have to say to? Because like it, it seems like. Um, it's almost like the topic of oils and, you know, different kinds of oils is very, like, it's fashionable. It's very trending, you know, and like coconut oil. I mean, yeah. like what are your thoughts on things like coconut oil, avocado oil and yeah. using these, you know, because a lot of people are think like, again, I think most people really want to do the right thing. And so mm-hmm. they think they're, they're doing uh, the right thing. Well, and until, the
2: until you tell them that they can't use oils for frying. Yes. Then they say, who is this idiot? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Um, So coconut has virtually no essential fatty acids in it. Mm -hmm. And coconut has been, every claim that can be made for omega-3s on the basis of existing research, has been made, has been claimed for coconut oil without any research foundation. They, and so this is good, good for everything. Good for everything, good for everything. Create a beautiful business, mm. extra virgin uh, coconut oil. Uh, tastes nice, of course. Uh, it's okay for fuel. It's better f- for people who have carb, carb uh, based overweight, which is most overweight, is either yes. inflammation or carbohydrate based. If you're overweight, switching to fats as fuel is a good idea. Uh, The the coconut oil is okay, but not the first thing. The only thing you have to do from fats is optimize intake of undamaged omega-3s and undamaged omega-6 in the right ratio. Once you've done that... You can, you can use some coconut oil. But there is some research now, because it became so popular, so yeah. researchers were behind the eight ball at the beginning, yeah. but then the market drove the researchers to check it out, and now they find out that coconut oil increases LDL cholesterol. Okay. And, but if you eat the coconuts, you don't get that increase in LDL, so eat yeah. the coconut. Right. And they think it's the fiber in the coconut that protects you. Right. From and the, again, I think
1: that comes back to your whole fresh food, fresh Yeah, you know, which is, I mean, of course that's always the best, but you know, depending where yeah. you live, depending on your socioeconomic status, like not everybody has access to certain things, certain times of the year. But I mean, yeah. ultimately that's well, always then, your then, best option. But then
2: we should work on the access, shouldn't we?
1: That's Well, exactly. <laughs> exactly.
2: Yeah. Okay. And then with avocado oil again, yeah. eat the avocados. They, yes. they have a little bit of omega-3 in them, they have a little bit of omega-6, they're mostly on, monounsaturated. But in the process of making the avocado oil, they go through drain window washing acid, bleach and fried. And so uh, I don't recommend any oils like that, not sunflower, not safflower, not corn, not peanut, <clears throat> not sesame. I don't know, what are the other oils? like they the almond oil they all have gone through this process and the more the more essential fatty acids that they can they contain the more damage is done to them by the processing
1: right and I, I think it would be it would be lovely if people could get and, and I, you know, I know everybody's busy. I'm busy. We have very busy lives. And I yeah. think, OK, when you get back to doing things like steaming, broiling, and then actually using your fresh oil out of the fridge right. as as a topping, as a condiment, like something to add to your food. Right. You know, um, and that's to me how it's meant to be. Right. And once you, you go, eat it, yeah, if you're using it for cooking, it's, it's like a flipper, it's a utensil. You know, right. it's not really about health.
2: Yeah, if you go back in history, the industry only started about 1900, the mega mm. oil industry. Even olive oil was not used for frying. Mm. Olive oil is much older because it was made from the flesh, it's easier yeah. to make, so you didn't need those fancy presses and the pressure yeah. and all of that. So the people in the Mediterranean, used coconut oil, not for f- cooking, not for frying. What they did is they boiled their vegetables in water, then poured off the water, then added oil, extra virgin olive oil, to the food, and for two reasons. One is that they enhance flavors, because oils yes. carry flavors. That's why we like oils and fats. They yes. carry flavors, yes. so they make things taste better. And they also improve the absorption of oil-soluble nutrients, yes, which are soluble. found in all foods. Yes. And the oil-soluble nutrients, some of them have super good health benefits. Mm-hmm. So it's a good idea to use oil in food, but not for frying. Right. And so, and, and my parents, when I was a kid, I'm 79. So my parents, when I was a kid, they cooked, they cooked everything in water. So when people say, well, what do you do with your steak? Well, you cut it in cubes and you throw it in the stew. And then it's in there with the vegetables and the spices and it tastes great and it's not burned. And you're not burning the, the black charred thing that is clearly can- carcinogenic, mm-hmm. right? So that was not a problem. So they yeah. cooked in water and that was called cooking. And anytime you used fat or oil, that was called frying. Mm-hmm. Now cooking means using oil. Yeah. But you, but you need to go back to, if you're gonna cook, use water, you do way less damage. Mm-hmm. Then add good oils for the flavor enhancement and the better absorption. Do not use oils for frying. It's, Anytime it's a- you turn food yellow, brown, black, or get mm-hmm. it smoking, you know you're creating carcinogenic molecules.
1: Right, it's it's a mindset shift to go from thinking, it, yeah. thinking of it as being something in the cupboard to help prepare the meal it's yeah. part of the menu
2: <laughs> yeah in fact actually why why we why people like their their fried foods and it's everywhere i've been every i've been in 40 countries yeah. everywhere people people fry now and they learned it from the west really because the, that industry began in the west the reason why people like fried foods is because they get it confused with mother love because the industry Convinced our mothers that it was faster, and it was better, and it had added flavors. That was a total marketing job on women. Women were busy; they're always busy, you know. Among lions and women, uh, lions and humans, women do all the work, right? So they were busy. They thought, okay, cool. And in those days, they said, well, the industry would never tell us to do anything that wasn't good for us. Now, you know, you laugh when you hear that because we've we've had so many exposures of so many things that that, that were fraudulent right in right. in in many industries not just like the food industry right. but in many industries right and why is that because when you're greedy you know if you can f- get an advantage without effort well then you cut the corners and you take the advantage and but you don't tell anybody until it gets exposed right so that's just so what i say to people is separate the mother love from that bad habit that she was bamboozled into by an industry, by an industry that was just because they, they basically said, "Look, they use water for cooking. What if we could get them to use oil instead? Oh my God, we could sell so much oil!" And so this was a decision made at the marketing end of the oil industry that was not, did not take effects on health into account because they knew better even then.
1: Yeah well i I love I keep making notes as you're talking because yeah. I don't want to forget anything but I love you said something back in the beginning that life knows how to make a body that works mm-hmm. and it's so true and i've i've uh, in several podcasts I've done I've always I've, I've got this, I'm sure our listeners are sick and tired of hearing me say it, but I'm, I've always stated, at least, probably once at least in every one I do, that when, like the body is the most brilliant machine we will ever, ever encounter, ever. Yeah. I mean, no matter how many wonderful computers and, and things we design, nothing is ever going to replicate the intelligence system that the body operates at, I agree. innately. And yet, when if we're able to get out of the way, it knows what to do. Mm -hmm. But we try so hard, um, I think again with good, a lot of times with good intentions, doing what's right to help it along the way that we end up going backwards. And and then, so we we start doing something to fix one thing and and so we've gotten in the way there which causes something else to go out of balance. But if we kind of could step back and -hmm. go back to basic things, it actually knows what to do better than Mm -hmm. anything. (laughs)
2: yeah of course because because the genetic program that it used that life uses as a blueprint to to construct the body and and replace it re you know replace it 98% of it every year
0: yeah. that
2: that is an incredibly good program but yeah. the program was developed in nature yeah on fresh whole raw organic most for humans mostly plant based because the hunters came home without uh, meat, most of the time when they only had rocks to hunt with, right? Yeah. So, so, so basically, uh, mostly plant-based, fresh, whole, raw, organic. Then we started refining and trying and doing all these things and we change the molecules. Then we put molecules that never existed in nature into our body. When they land in our body, they interfere because they get get into places that need a different kind of molecule in it to get mm-hmm. the work done. So they interfere with the work that should be happening in that space. And when you get enough wrong molecules in your body, then you're gonna show, that that's gonna show up. Right. It's not gonna be one molecule, maybe it's a million, maybe it's a pr- trillion. There are right. so, so, so many. And yeah. it doesn't happen in one day, but if you, if you fry your foods, you know, two to four tablespoons, you know, a day, and you fry them for 30, 40, 50, 20, 10, 5 years, you begin to see effects. Mm-hmm. Lower energy uh, is, is one of the biggest because damaged oil molecules interfere with energy production in the body. Right. And, uh, and when you get rid of the damaged oils, your energy will increase. Mm. You need both omega-3 and 6, they're essential right when you do that your energy increases yeah and then your skin becomes nicer yeah and your brain works better
1: brain works and better, and your
2: liver and exactly. kidneys work better yes and i mean and your bones work better they they yeah. actually help the bone making cells and inhibit the bone breakdown cells
1: mm. so, I have, so a, I have a question
2: mm-hmm.
1: um my um my dad grew up um Poor, like you know, they were quite poor. Grew up on a farming in a farming family, mm-hmm. so a very basic diet. You know what they grew and what they slaughtered, like what they had on their on their land, like what they raised is what they yeah. ate. So very plain, but very basic preparation. Um, very much high in, in fat as far as like, you know, animal fat. Because when you don't when you don't have a lot of food and a lot of money and someone puts a piece of meat or whatever in front of you, you you eat it, you eat everything. You just leave the bone. So yeah, yeah. he grew up like that. And he um it was I think it was his twenty or thirty year reunion, he was voted like the most well preserved. <laughs> you know. But he also now, like he is in the late stages of Alzheimer's.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And my dad was somebody that loved his you know, going to the pub after work on Fridays with um, his, his crew, that was kind of their thing, have, you know, a couple beer and have their wings and things like that. So as, you know, as he got out on his own and did better than, you, know, you know, got married, had us and, and his life got substantially much better in terms of, you know, finances and just career, mm-hmm. um, Western ways. You know snuck in so how much uh, as far as things like alzheimer's and parkinson's autoimmune all of this would you say is you know um oils lack of them or um an over abundance or an over consumption of things like the like cooking and frying is connected like is is there Mm -hmm. any kind of connection association that you want to speak on
2: yeah i would say i would say more health problems result from damaged oils than any part of the other part of nutrition and more health benefits will come from getting oils right than any other part of nutrition. After that is sugar. But if you if you take the overview of all of that, it's processing, if you look at uh, the degenerative diseases that we have not been able to get a handle on and you look at how animals, when they have enough food, but the food is the way nature made it. They don't get those conditions. You have to, if you want to get the biggest issue in in degenerative diseases, is the processing of natural foods mm-hmm. into commercial stuff.
1: Packaged on the shelf.
2: Right? Last Whether you're forever. talking about <laughs> white sugar, white flour, white oils, white fats, you know, it. it you know, and if you look at, you know, everything except on the outside in the grocery store where the, where the vegetables yeah. are and, yeah. you know, the, everything on the inside is junk. Yeah, shop the perimeter. And, <laughs> and processing is the biggest issue for, uh, regarding degenerative diseases, whether it's frying or drying or removing nutrients or adding preservatives or adding pesticides. So there's always three things. Either you're not getting enough of something you need. So that would be essential nutrients. Or you're getting too much of something you shouldn't be getting. That's poisons. And that would be um, um, plastics, pesticides, pharmaceutical drugs, industrial chemicals, uh, preservatives, cosmetics, um, and damaged food molecules. And then x-rays and gamma rays and radioactivity and stuff like that too. Right, but uh so that's the second one you're getting something poisonous that doesn 't belong in the body, and number three is if digestion isn't working, you won't get all your nutrients and you make produce poisons in your own body, often through the microbiome, not having the right kind of uh, those three are the main reasons for our degenerative diseases. Something is isn't there that should be there, something is there that shouldn't be there and your digestion isn't working, so you're not getting what should be there and you're, you're creating stuff that shouldn't be there.
1: Right, and when the large percentage of the immune system is in the digestive tract.
2: Yeah, and that's why you know, it's very important if you cook your food, you need to yes. replace the enzymes that were destroyed because otherwise you're putting a, 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 a more than double the load on your digestive system. Right. It wasn't right. meant to handle that. Then your immune system gets involved, then you mm. get food, food sensitivities and allergies yes. and sometimes yes. autoimmune diseases. And probiotics. When you cook food, you kill those. You need to replace those. Mm -hmm. You got to make sure you get enough fiber, and it might be helpful to get bitter herbs. That uh, you know, lots of herbs and spices have very, very powerful health benefits. Yeah. So between doing those four things, Mm -hmm. you can do a lot of good to the to the digestion part where the right. where many problems
1: comes. right start doing again. Like I come back to, I think most people are really believe or wanting to do the right things, but doing yeah. so much of things that actually are you know, the, this like this body's in this constant state of flux of trying to repair, rest, recover, maintain right. this balance, this equilibrium. But it can't because all the stuff we're doing, thinking we're doing the right thing, keeps yeah. offsetting this balance. So it's just yeah. this, like it's this hamster wheel of
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we want to fix at the back end what we should have not done in at the front end right right (laughs) right yes and 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 so going back to fresh whole raw organic i think part of it is you know we're in a we're in a hurry and we don't want to take the time and we grab what's available and so everything is done with convenience i tell people listen every time you hear the word convenient you should run like hell yeah because convenience will will tear you down and challenge will build you
1: yes
2: so make you know make your life harder if you want it to be better And when it comes to food, harder means you have to take a little more care. You go and get organic, you, you go and get whole foods. You, you don't cook them. That'll actually save you some energy, some, some time. That's why I ate my raw cabbages when I was doing my pesticide spraying job. That's probably why I never got killed by the pesticides because my food intake was pretty, pretty good just because i never took the time for cooking. So I didn't cook, so I just ate what, what, whatever I could, and grabbed a hand, grabbed a cabbage, out the door, go do my job, right? And and but going back to something like that, or as close as you can from where you are, take directions, take take steps in the direction of fresh, whole, raw, organic, mostly plant based, that you could probably get rid of sixty to seventy to maybe even eighty percent of what ails you just by doing that one thing.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the strong by design podcast to help our show, reach more listeners. Just like you, please let us know how we've changed your life by leaving a five-star rating and review on iTunes, go to strong by design That's strong design podcast.com. Let's get back to the show.
1: So it's it's almost like getting back to sort of basics like really good health. Yeah. Isn't really difficult because the body knows how to do that. It's yeah. just stepping back and getting away from this this um, mindset or this habit we've created of having to get everything done now.
2: Like yeah, I would say, I would say fight. we should be, we should become dumb like a deer. <laughs> Cuz a deer doesn't need doesn't need a a degree in nutrition in order to stay healthy. It just eats yeah. this. It What's just that? eats the same grass over and over and over. Yeah. That happens to be its fresh, whole, raw, organic food, mm. right? And when it does that, apparently there's all the minerals and all the vitamins and everything in the grass, and they probably mm-hmm. nibble on on some herbs in the wild as well, mm-hmm. right? To make that deer, yeah. right? Life knows how to make a deer if the deer <laughs> eats grass, right? <laughs> right? right. Cow is yeah. made out of grass. Yeah. Right. Like if you, if like the wild animals, and then they Mm -hmm. have some herbal herbal nutrients in their meat Mm -hmm. that they don't get in a feedlot where they just get fed corn. Right. Yeah. And they're also um, less fat on them when they, when they eat in the wild, because the wild animals are usually 5% or less, usually more like two to 3%. Talking Mm -hmm. about your dad, the reason why he's healthy Mm -hmm. on the farm, you're close to nature. Mm. You, you know, and even with agriculture, we've made some changes, but it's yeah. still it's still closer to nature yes. than if you're getting everything out of the out of the supermarket,
0: yeah. right? Yeah. And,
2: and uh, but in terms of the degenerative diseases, yeah, I would if if we eradicated processing from the planet, you know, it's like processing is a virus. <laughs> Let's eradicate mm. processing from the planet. If we eradicated processing from the planet and went back to fresh, all raw, organic, mostly plant-based, the only thing to make sure of is that it's not contaminated, bacterial contamination, yeah. mm-hmm. then you have to cook it to kill the bacteria. But maybe you shouldn't eat it at all, mm-hmm. right? But if we did that, mm-hmm. most, most of our doctors should look, would, would uh, go on long holidays.
1: <laughs> well, there you go. There and they you might go,
2: dance in the sun in this in the tropics, or
1: yeah, there you go. Run
2: around naked on the beaches because yeah. they they have they have no people to treat. Yeah. And then the treatments we do for the diseases, they're not yeah. getting back in nature, which is really the treatment. They're like more synthetic stuff, more stuff that is not natural to the body, in the form of pills and shots and and surgery and radiation, and chemo, right? This is like, it's like, it's like, yeah, it's like you you got sick from eating wrong. And now what we do is we mask the symptoms, but we don't fix the condition.
1: Yes, always treating the surface symptoms as yeah. opposed to what's what's what's. Yeah. We always refer to it as ground zero. What's the ground zero that this is coming from?
2: Right, and 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 that's not to say that doctors don't do a good job of uh, crisis management symptom suppression life support systems they're very good at that but most of the things we go to the doctor for we actually need to go to the farm yeah. <laughs> right
1: yeah
2: you know or the garden or yeah. grow our own garden I'm a big mm-hmm. proponent of growing a garden in your front and backyard
1: yeah
2: because then you know what you're putting in in the you know you know what you're getting because you're doing it
1: yes and there's and, something uh, actually, there's a, there's a mental health component to that that's kind of scrolling off a bit. But for years, of course, I mean, yeah. when I lived in Northern Canada, lived up in Fort St. John, British Columbia for oh, years sorry. and I, yeah. And I had, my garden was massive. So we grew everything. And mm-hmm. there was, I mean, not only did it, you know, you do notice the taste when you've, when you've eaten out of a yeah. garden Oh yeah. as, as, as um, oh, yeah. compared to buying from the grocery store, you do notice the yeah. difference, but yeah. there's a mental health benefit there. Like, I mean, I loved yeah. it. My kids loved being out in the garden. Like there was just, there was this thing, there was this, it was a holistic. Yeah. Um, there's a holistic element to it.
2: For sure. Yeah. For sure. And, and for kids, yeah, for kids to, to see in the garden, they put the, the, the radish seed in there and this oh, little yeah. plant comes out and then they want to pull it right away. You say, no, 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 you got to wait. No, no, you got to wait. You got to wait till that little red bulb forms at the bottom, you know, and they get a kind of an idea of the, the, the pace of nature, but also the, 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 I, you know, the amazing, what ha- amazing what happens when you plant a seed. It's just a little thing and then you water it and you take care of it and you know I, I think it's I think it's honestly this should be part of education and if the school doesn't do it, then do it in your front and backyard.
1: Yeah, they did start, I know the school that the kids attended before we moved to New Zealand, it did become, they started bringing, they had like a community garden. So they were yeah. learning all about that, which was amazing. Yeah. And it was really it was really fun to see these little kids like yeah. learn all this stuff. And then, yeah. you know, in the fall go home from school, like waiting to get picked up by mom and they had their backpack and their lunch kit. And then they had like a bunch of carrots or a bag yeah. with a few potatoes, like, and so yeah. exciting.
2: Yeah. You yeah. Know? Oh, and <laughs> the kids get so excited when they learn, when they learn how it happens. Cause it's magical.
1: It you is. Know? And when you can, can sit can at the table it for- and it's, you go like, you know, that it came from just out there. Yeah. It's a real feel good yeah. moment. You know?
2: Oh yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, I think, I think growing food and, and, and taking care of plants is super mm-hmm. good for personality development.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Now you, I want to talk a little bit about your. You've got a book,
2: mm-hmm. Total
1: Sexy Health, mm-hmm. and I think we're going to provide links here in the show description stuff so people yeah. can find all of your stuff. But yeah. tell us about Total Sexy Health because it's an eight-step process that you. Yeah, yeah,
2: that, that came out of the long story. I was born during the Second World War. We were in Poland, which was then part of Germany. Right. And when I was uh, two and a half years old, we were refugees fleeing mothers with young children on horse-drawn hay wagons on dirt roads with no military presence. And we were being chased by the communists in tanks and trucks. And the allies, the good guys, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: were using us for target practice, shooting at us from planes. And that time was very chaotic. I got left behind because my mother couldn't handle six kids. She had six kids under six with her. And I got left behind for a while. Eventually we got reunited but I just remember I never felt safe. I didn't know what I could trust. Everything mm. was all over the place. People said one thing one day and said other thing another day. You know, because they were in crisis and everybody was freaked out. Yeah. And I grew up very shy, because I, you know, so I got into the world of books because books were safe. Mm. And uh, and I remember when I was six years old, I listened to adults arguing in Germany. And they were arguing about things that to me as a six-year-old seemed really trivial. Why are they arguing about that? And it occurred to me, man, there has to be a way that people can live in harmony. And then a little six-year-old who doesn't know how complicated everything is, I'm going to find out how. (laughs) And that got me into reading voraciously. And then when when it came to studying, I went to university first into science to figure out how things work then into biosciences, how creatures work, then into psychology, how thinking works, then into medicine to figure out how health works, but I only learned about disease. So, I went back into biological sciences, because in biological sciences, you're actually studying health, because you're studying the normal functioning of normal creatures in normal environments, not sick sick and sick. So and then I I was still missing something and I left university because what I really needed to know is how I work so I got into self knowledge and uh and then I I um that was like the foundation why because the the goal was always how can people live in harmony there must be a way that people can live in harmony cooperation works better in most cases than competition in most cases and and um you know and then people say oh yeah but that sounds like socialism no cooperating is not socialism cooperating is helping each other cooperating is from the heart cooperating is about love Cooperate, cooperating is about you know the the message of the master
0: yeah
2: right whether it was G- jesus or buddha or krishna they all had the same message i am come not to judge but to love so so and then i got into health we Told that story. Then I got into after oils. I got into digestion, um, enzymes, probiotics, and those are all on my website too. And then uh, and then I I said, you know, what else affects health? And if, if, eventually I said, you know, actually everything affects health. Everything affects health. So if you're going to create a teachable field of health, which is what I'm doing, then you have to give everything its due. And when you look at human beings and their surroundings, because you have to deal with both, there are eight pieces to it. One is awareness, and I'm talking about internal awareness. Most of us are not that internally aware because we never sit still. So we're always doing something or thinking about something. So we're always either in our mind, in our head, or interacting in in, in the world. But in order to find out that, find that internal awareness where, by the way, your wholeness lives, your contentment is, your oneness is, your complete peace exists in the core of your being all the time, not affected by any of your dramas and traumas. Imagine having access to that. All it requires is sitting still and practicing to get good at it. So that's number one. And by the way, that's formless, indestructible, never gets sick, never dies. You want eternal life? There it is. It's already within you. It's part of your nature. Okay? Second is life energy. Life energy is solar energy because life is solar energy. It's, it's trapped in green leaves. It's, it's stored in bonds between atoms. Those become our food molecules. We eat them, break them down. That solar energy is released and that's what we live on. And that's a flow through the body all our life. And we always get why we got to have food, is to get that energy, is to get the building blocks for for building the body, but also to get the energy that, that moves us. And we are actually that energy. Our individual essence is that energy, solar energy. Now, when you talk about solar energy and how it goes through through the plants and, and then becomes our life, that's the science version. When you go subjective on it and you bring your awareness inside and you you experience that subjectively, then you can see it as light in your darkness, you can hear it as sound in your silence, your inner silence. You can feel it as love in your emptiness. And it is unconditional love, because no matter what you do, its commitment, I mean, it doesn't talk to itself like that, but its nature is to take care, its only agenda is to take care of your body 24, 7, 365, lifelong. And that, when you feel that, because you you tap into it, you feel so cared for, That it's not about you anymore. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, okay, I'm taken care of. And I'm talking from my own experience, okay? Uh, I say you, but (laughs) I mean me too. And it's true, but it's true for all human beings. We have that in us. No matter what we've done and what our past is, what our stories, we all have that in us. So now I say to myself, okay, I'm taken care of. And if I don't feel cared for, then I know where to go to feel it. I don't have to get it from the outside. Mm-hmm. It's not unconditional from the outside. There's always conditions, right? Yeah. So I feel cared for, and now what's left to do? Where can I help? Because it's, it's not about me anymore. Where can I help? What needs to be done? What's the biggest splash for good that I can make in one lifetime in this body, given whatever my talents and experience and interests and, and the situations in the world are? So that's number two. Number three is inspiration. That's the shine of that energy into the world. And that's where purpose comes from. Very easy to get to purpose when you're in touch with your life. Because you, because you have your life and your potential uh, accessible. And you also can look around in the world and say, okay, yeah, this person needs help. Oh, you know, whatever. The little things, but also big things. And politics would work if people took time. I mean, we should make a law. <laughs> well, the lawmakers won't make that law, but we should make a law that all lawmakers have to spend an hour or two a day getting in touch with the heart. Because then the politics would work because we have most everything in common. It's only our ideas that are opposing. And that's all we fight about. The stupid. We do it in relationships too, and we, you know. I mean, okay, so that's number three. Number four is the physical body. That's about food and fitness, digestion and rest and, you know, balancing balancing the body's need. The body is always needy. It always needs something, right? Either food or it needs water or it needs air or it needs to go to the, go to the toilet or needs sleep or whatever. So, so that we spend a lot of our time taking care of the needs of the body. And if we think we're the body, we're going to be always needy. If we are actually know that we are life, mm-hmm. then we are then we are givers. Then it's not hard to take care of that and maybe take care of a few other things as well, right? And uh, then then uh, survival smarts, that's the bridge between uh, physical survival and the world. And it helps to be calm, which is the inner track again, and it helps to learn skills for the kinds of crises that you can anticipate so that's number five number six is social group you know we know that uh other people affect our health we knew it as kids because we i I remember being on playing soccer and somebody shin hacked me and uh i remember saying you make me sick you know because i got really mad right you make me sick even as kids we knew that other people affect their health so that's that's and and there Biggest part is, how do you maintain your unique individuality and at the same time be accepted and contributing to the needs of the group? And a lot of times people have to give up parts of their individuality to be allowed to belong. That doesn't become a problem when you belong to yourself because then if the group doesn't like you, then, then you at least you still like yourself, right. right? Right. And so that's so that social group, and then it's natural environment. So we're talking about everything environmental now. And uh, there is a slogan that I use: um, it's uh, if you poo in your nest, you will nest in your poo. Oh, oh. Well,
1: yeah.
2: That's what we've been doing to the environment, right? Cut down yeah. the trees, and you know, uh, burn up the oxygen with fossil fuels, and doing a lot of things. We, we, we only have a quarter of the trees that we had 10,000 years ago. We had 10 trillion. We now have 2.5 trillion. If you want to do something for in the environment, plant trees, plant trees and water them. And they change the climate because they make summers cooler. You know, you walk under the shade of a tree. It's obvious how much cooler it is. And in winter, they keep it warmer. So you get it. C- cooler summers, warmer winters, not the, not the extremes. of like really hot in the day and then get really cold at night. Um, So that's number seven. And number eight is the big picture. I call it infinite awareness. And what what it turns out is that when you connect internally, your internal to internal awareness, and and you sit in that awareness, you realize that that awareness is not limited by the limits of your body. It actually, it's like you're a center of awareness that goes all the way out to infinity. Hmm. It's an experience.
1: And and
2: then you have to, and then coming to terms with the fact that my body is a terminal condition, right? Yes. Yeah. And that terminal condition has so many years in an infinite universe and being okay with that and being okay with that, but being aware of it too. And the goal is to be fully present in all of my being and my surroundings and not lost in thoughts in my head. And when you're fully present in all of your being and your surroundings, that's the master state. And your life goes really well when you live in that state. And you have access to everything that a human being ever needs. And you don't have to be Google, you know, Google won't give you that. That's yeah. one thing Google won't give
1: you. <laughs> Google can't, give you, like can't Google, give you that connection. Google
2: will give you everything except yourself.
1: Yeah.
2: Right? You can get lots of information. It's, it's, it's great for that. But you will not find your contentment in Google. And you will not find your contentment in social media because your contentment is part of your nature already present within you. If you want peace, peace has always been everywhere but only peace knows that. So if you can't see peace everywhere, you need to get more in touch, deeper within yourself to the peace that that notices peace is everywhere. And if you get that peace is everywhere, you live really different from if you think there's danger everywhere or, or enemies everywhere, right? But you have to experience it at home before you can live it into the world. Living it into the world is automatic. The homework has to be deliberate
1: and so that requires people to stop too.
2: Yes, and of course- It's <laughs> a challenge. Of course, you know, and, and at, least, at least you know that if you do nothing, you don't screw anything up.
1: That's right, that's <laughs> right. If you just right? sit still quiet, you can't miss well, anything. Every, mess. every yeah. hour
2: that if we could get everybody on the planet to sit still for one hour, Ooh. in that one hour, nobody would nothing get killed. Nothing bad would happen. <laughs> nothing bad, only good things would happen.
1: Yeah, nothing bad like, could happen in that
2: hour. It's kind of like the lockdown. You know what happened in the lockdown? The air mm-hmm. cleared up, the water cleaned up. You know, people got a little heady if they didn't know how to go to the, to the quiet place inside. For me, it was very nice. Because yeah. I say, if you can't go outside, go inside.
1: Yeah.
2: Because inside, there's no COVID. And inside, yeah. there's no, there's, you know, in your head, you got ideas and fears. Mm. Walk from those fears. Go to the place where your courage lives. Go where you go where your power is. Yeah. Life will never get COVID. Awareness will never get COVID. Inspiration will never get COVID. Nor nor will any electrons or atoms or molecules in your body. Mm-hmm. All of that stuff begins. Illness begins at the at the level of interactions between molecules. But there's so much more. It's like like my background. I have this background on purpose. Here's the clutter. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. All the clutter, all the mental stuff that's in, yeah. in here, but in here, and over here is all possibility. Mm. Nothing there, you can build anything you want. Mm-hmm. So we well all said. have that in us.
1: So well said. Well, Udo, I'm I am I'm just so, I've enjoyed this so much. I'd like to have you back again. Um, love, love to this do was, it. This was just a wonderful, wonderful podcast. Thank you so much for taking cool. time to, to speak with us. All right. Um, before we say goodbye can you just for our listeners just tell them give them all the sites where they can go and find you and find your information and any of your stuff
2: so yeah okay in in terms of in terms of the oil the enzymes the probiotics yeah it's place to go udoschoice.com okay um in terms of and then we talk there we also talk about why we made the products and how we made them and why why you should get ours and not everybody else's <laughs> good good uh, and uh, uh, and then i I have some educational material and courses on udo or com or U- the udo
1: okay.
2: And then I'm on Instagram and I'm on Facebook and I have a YouTube channel. I mean, I'm not hard to find I've been,
1: okay. Excellent. We'll also we'll put those links in the in the yeah. show description too. So exactly. again, thank you so much. I look forward to having you back to talk about will, this more. I
2: will love. I will love <laughs> doing this again.
1: Yes. Thank you so much. Oh. Uh, for tuning in and listening today um i'm your host tanya fines again joining me today was udo erasmus um wonderful story lots of just a wealth of information so much more we could talk about um please share this episode with somebody that you know would really benefit from hearing this and don't forget to leave us a five-star review and um and in that everybody i'm wishing you all total sexy hell take care everybody
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. If you found value in today's episode, please subscribe so that more people can find out about our show. Plus, you don't want to miss any future episodes with the amazing guests and topics we have lined up for you.